Hello. 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 Wow, your voice is nice and deep. Yes, is this um, Todd McInerney? Todd McInerney from ToddMcInerney.com and the MushroomBlading.com and the How to Be Unpopular podcast. Yes, this is Todd McInerney. Is this Joey McGarry? Yes. Um, are you uh, recording right now? Yes, I am. I'm using my new headset. I microphone. I also have a uh, Logitech. I don't know if that is that the brand that you're using. Yes, it is Logitech. I have <laughs> I have a, a Logitech USB headset. As do I. We probably have the same one. Did you get it from Costco's? Carly got it. I think she got it from Future Shop. <laughs> Future Shop. I worked <laughs> at that fucking place. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, that must have been horrible. Oh my god. One thing that I noticed after I was done working a day is how many sounds I took in. Oh, my God. Because there would just be uh, televisions, computers, cell phones. There was just a lot of shit floating around. Oh, my God. Yeah. Bad bad lighting, bad smell, bad uniform, bad. It was all bad. All bad. The The darkest. I yeah, Future Shop would be pretty bad. the The video store was really horrible. You work at the video store at the same time that I worked at Future Shop, or is that the chip store? Um, I think, I think I worked at the video store like a longer time ago, long before you worked at Future Shop. Well, it was a short stint. I couldn't do it for too long. Oh, uh, the preview tape. The preview tape was like 20 minutes long, and it would just loop, and it was previews, movie previews. Oh, we so, had that Oh, above, my God. Above at the movie theater. What was your least favorite? Oh, there was a lot, but you would hear like the same stupid quotes from movies like over and over, and it would just make me really not ever want to see the movie. Oh, it was torture. How can they do that to people? How can they subject people to that? It is one of those things it's that if you wanted torture, yeah, if you wanted someone to go insane, that is something that you could do is just play something over and over and over yeah. and over again. Put them in a stupid uniform. <laughs> like, put them in a stupid uniform, force them to listen to stupid shit over and over and force them to help people coming in to like rent videos or buy CDs or whatever. It's torture. Oh, you know what's really bad and, about and, it? And pay them $8 an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember that. I would buy like Subway or something like that or Quiznos and I would be I would think to myself, "You know what? This right here cost me an hour and a half of fucking work at yep. some shitty job. Yeah. Like you buy it, you go out for food or you go out like uh, like like you're in your early 20s or something and you go to the max and it's like the cab ride and what you spend on beer like sometimes it would be like 8 hours of work gone. Yeah. Yeah, you you worked, you tortured yourself for 8 hours so you could go down to the max and have some drinks and hang out with all the awesome people at the max for a little bit and then go home. Fuck. You know what is a great way to torture me? If you leave a skipping 
CD on and pretend. <laughs> like if there's a skipping CD on and uh, people are pretending that it's not skipping, <laughs> they don't change it. <laughs> that was happening once at Art We Are. It was like the CD was skipping and it was just low enough volume that the people working, I don't know if they noticed it. And I almost was just like, Chase the fucking CD! <laughs> Uh, like, I imagine myself like with that that uh, frazzled face. Like, does anybody else hear that? <laughs> Is anybody hearing that? You guys gonna change that fucking CD? <laughs> but they yeah. they changed it. I think they changed it eventually. <laughs> there was that car ride or something that you guys took with Jeremy, and wasn't there? They only had one CD, and it kept skipping, and it was Stevie E's song from. <laughs> <laughs> how to be unpopular like back in the day if like because in the days of cds and stuff like you might only have like one cd for a, a long ride there's been a lot of road trips in history that people have listened to one like really shitty cd over <laughs> and over <laughs> it's not like a shitty punk cd oh like i've been on a road trip where the people just play one shitty punk CD for the whole trip. Oh, man. So bad. Whiny punk, right? Like, oh, whiny punk. And there there might be one, like, s- stupid ska song thrown in. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> What's that? That's what I always think of when I hear ska. I just hear the melody. Ska is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) What was the song? What was the ska? There was a ska song on the Tony Hawk. Uh, Oh, (laughs) but here I go. Thinking I'm a superman. <laughs> oh my Goldfinger! Oh, <laughs> I, I swear I've I've listened to those Tony stupid Tony Hawk songs over and over and over. Playing. Remember, <laughs> Tony um, Hawk. Richie. It was like the first section that Richie edited, and it was to a Goldfinger song. It was like to that. Still counting the days I've been without you. One, two, three, four. He was like, if you listen, we were like at Isaac or something, and he was premiering it or he showed it for the first time. And he was like, if you listen really closely, like everything matches up (laughs) with the song. And someone was like, no, it doesn't. And he was like, no, but if you like put headphones on and really listen to it, it's like everything really matches up with the song. (laughs) <laughs> like the funny things that we say when we get criticized a little bit. Yeah, that guy's come a long way. Like that was he's always been really good, but I was explaining to Carly like only recently, only in the last couple years I think has he actually really become more smart with like what he puts together and like the shit that he makes is more entertaining. Like for a long time this his skating would be good, but um what am I saying? Like something wouldn't click. Yeah, something wouldn't click, and he would make weird choices, like a weird song choice, or like, I don't know, he wasn't himself, he wasn't as confident, or, I don't know. It yeah. took Richie a long time to become really interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, 
who was always technically incredible yeah. at skating. But yeah, I didn't really have a a it's favorite. It's the Marisha. <laughs> <laughs> Is that section online? <laughs> no, but I have that video somewhere. Should, should you, have... should put, you should put it online. It's the militia. I heard something so stupid. I heard that Jeremy Mock made he made a video recently. He made like let's like let's roll another one. Did let's yeah. roll another one actually ever come out? No, why doesn't that? It's that made, you... and it, there's this stupid, weird, like secret that that they made it, but no one knows, and only a few people have seen it. Why can't they just put it up online? I know. It's ridiculous. It's like some stupid inside joke that they had they have the video <laughs> and no one's going to see it. <laughs> what? It's like retarded like I don't and even I, get and the I guess joke. it's really good. Like there's a lot of really good Canadian skating. Like you have tricks, I have tricks. There's like footage from weird eras and it, it's apparently really good, but <laughs> the joke's on you. You're not going to see it. <laughs> what? They yeah. should just put it up because... Um, I know. It Just for the sake of, like, the Canada Blade historian type people. Yeah. yeah, that should be online. That really pisses me off. Oh, I think maybe I saw a couple sections from it. For people who don't know, Let's Roll was a video out of Lethbridge, and it was Richie Eisler's first big section which thrust him into uh he was like god status in not god status but he was he became a name like he became yeah. richie eisler yeah after i i think i wrote about it a little bit in he has like a on meg interview or something oh and what i wanted to say about richie as well was that he yeah editing wise he made uh he did that Dominique Sagona edit, and he did that, the Skitchen edit, like, not only did he put out lots of stuff of himself, he edited a lot of amazing stuff. Yeah, he's become a really good editor. Yeah, it's so cool. I I think it's a, a testament to rollerblading becoming more wise, like, rollerbladers becoming wise and older. Yeah. Like, isn't he, how old is he, 31? Uh, I'm not totally sure, but yeah, he's up there. Early 30s. He's an old. He's in rollbedding terms. He's really old. He's the first annual mushroomblading.com blader of the year. Yeah, the blade. One can have their skater of the year, <laughs> which is a total ripoff from Thrasher Magazine's skater of the year, which is no surprise. Uh, I won't go any further. I could, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> but we have the bl trademark blader of the year. Yeah, Joey, can you? We own the term. Did you blader. trademark it? Yeah, I own it. <laughs> oh, you I bought it. Bought it. <laughs> well, we were the first to use it. Blader yeah. of the year. Yep, Richie Eiser. Who's gonna? Against? Who's gonna be next year? Oh no, I don't know. I who's gonna step up? Who's gonna? Who's gonna? <laughs> Blade. <laughs> I have a couple. Pretty good. <laughs> I have a couple things that I want to talk about, but you can start. What's on? What? Let's. Uh, what's the first topic on your mind today, Todd? I'm. I'm. Uh, 
I'm, I feel really good. I'm sort of hungover, but not. I'm not hungover. I drank a lot last night. We tied it on. It was Josh Silver's 29th birthday. Whoa, shit. Yeah, it was a, re- it was a really fun night and uh, hung out with uh, Randy Ewan was back in town. Oh, sweet. Riley was out. Brian was out. Uh, Taylor was out. Nabe. We had like a super good posse. We all just got mad crunk. I think you saw some of the videos on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, I needed that. I needed just a ridiculous fun night. We were doing like rollerblading trick slides like on the hardwood floor. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking 30-year-old guys trashed like sliding on the wooden floor. And at one point I tried to do like a, a true uh, alley-oop torn <laughs> slide and slipped out and just nailed my back against the corner of the couch. Like, really hard. What? A true porn? <laughs> yeah, like, the most ridiculous. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, especially if you tried to, like, lean into it and have style, you would for yeah. sure fall over. <laughs> oh, it was ridiculous, but so fun. So I'm feeling like Really, uh, you know, like after you have a really good night like that, the next day you feel the residual effects of happiness. Full. You feel full. I like that. Yeah. Full. Yeah. And I had sex this morning. <laughs> so I just feel so good. Oh, shit. Yeah. Those two combined are good. Like yeah. a like a good night. Um, oh, man, you're that's in um, in energy line terms. You're you're good to go. That means uh, stuff can come in. Because yeah. you had releases. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited. How's it going with you? Oh, it's good. I, I seem to be somewhat on top of things, but today I have to film people taking down boards and at like <laughs> Interior Savings Center and putting up like a stage. And then I quickly wow. jet up to TCC and I film some judo and then I go back later tonight and I film like a time-lapse shot of a crowd going into Interior Saving Center and then the lights coming up oh, cool. in a time-lapse. That's my nice. day. But wow, you're, I was, you're, that, you're the video guy. Not even. No? Uh, it's so cool because uh, we just we use those like DSLRs, which are terrible for skate videos, but they're good for what, what we do. Yeah. And um, like I don't... Like look like a video guy. I just look like a photographer dude. So it's actually it's quite uh, inconspicuous sometimes, which is good. Mm. So, but like, don't people like kind of recognize you? Certain people like they recognize you as the the video guy or like the oh, filmer guy. A little bit. It's sweet actually. <clears throat> people might see me at certain events and stuff. It's good. I still I don't go to everything. Like I don't schmooze a lot. Yeah. But people call me by like the company name sometimes. Nice. Like, older, pe- older people love saying the company name, so that's good. I al- it's almost like having um, it's like having an alter ego. Yeah. I think of it as like my second film school, and I think of it as so separate from what I do here and with rollerblading and everything like that. So yeah, yeah. But it also like you probably learn so much that can go into whatever you do outside of it as well. Yeah, like just I'm, dealing with the people, like directing them a little bit, filming things. You learn a lot just like filming things. You're like observing it in a 
in a different kind of way. Yeah, I'm cutting my teeth for when I want to make a movie, pretty much. And I used uh, I used the Laughing Club the other day twice. Nice. It works to, really well. It works to the loosen people club. up. Yeah, yeah. The Laughing Club works in pretty much every situation. You yeah. can use it at any time. You just need to have the courage to start it. And uh, <laughs> yeah. once you get those first few ha-has over and done with, people start laughing. Like, they <laughs> laugh at you because they can't believe that you did it, that you started it. Yeah. And it's easy from there. And then, it, it's a, then they start laughing at themselves because they're yeah. laughing at nothing, which is funny. <laughs> it's so funny to laugh at nothing. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I did a really good... Uh, public performance yesterday at josh's birthday i like stood up it was like a super crowded japanese restaurant like really ridiculously crowded and uh it was the kind of restaurant where like like the wait waitresses after you ordered they would just yell your order like in in japanese like i can't even imitate it because i don't know the language but they would just yell what you ordered down to the cook it was pretty awesome but like super loud so at one point i just stood up and i started just belting out happy birthday at the top of my lungs and I got the whole fucking place singing happy birthday to Josh Silver. It was epic. That's good, see? Yeah. You took you uh did you feel the fear before you did it? Actually no, I didn't even I didn't even have it planned. I just I, I felt like standing up because I'm just weird. I guess I just like That's sometimes good. I just want to stand up. And plus we were like at a big table, so like there was people that I wanted to like look at that I had because like there's so many people there that I was excited about, but I only got to talk to like a few people at dinner. Oh, so that's I was just, so frustrating. Yeah, I was just like standing up, just staring at like Brian and and Randy, and then like it just hit me, and I just started singing. I didn't even think about it. So Carly's <laughs> saying she told me to sing. My my memory of it might be a little bit fuzzy. Okay, yeah. I guess she said start singing "Happy Birthday," and then I just started belting it out. Oh, behind every fun, behind every good man is a good woman. That's right. Thanks, babe. That was good. Good direction on your part. <laughs> um, more interesting than what I have to film today. More interesting than that is uh, what is it? Oh, it's the fact that I'm. I was just doing the outline for the mushroom power blading edit. And I'm gonna be. I'm gonna send it to you, and uh, hopefully partway through today. I'm uh, so excited about that. Yeah, I I have a really good idea of what I want to do, and I'm super excited to film it. Cool. Yeah. So have you have you skated your power blades at all? Yeah. I. Uh, what did I do? Okay, so I tried them with rems. I talked about on the other podcast, and yep. you were right. Like cuffless rems. I think even with cuffs, rems they just don't work very well. Yeah. They're a little bit, it's too high off the ground, and especially like if I was to do some stair rides and stuff like that. Yeah, um, it, it seems like you need a little bit more support because you're higher up. I got some 8.5 varsities, and anybody who's nice. thinking of trying the varsity, like the old red one or the new one, I recommend sizing down, and this is intense that I'm going to say this, but two sizes. Size down two sizes if you get them, because I could have easily squeezed into an eight i think in the skate oh, wow but um i don't know i'll uh, be careful be careful <laughs> don't go too small because i went a nine and and they fit really good i my toe my toes are like blue right now <laughs> the, um, oh did you jam them like, a little bit um I, I don't know they're bruised they're 
I have the blood in the toenail. Oh from, shit! I well, know, from because because K two's on the toe are really hard. Like you can yeah, stub your toes. The so toe don't go too tight. The toe of these ones are harder than the red ones. I yeah. think. Yep. And uh, and one more thing, something you need to do is um cut the strap. Oh, cut you know, the, the, the extra power strap slack on it. It's cut. a little bit too long. Yeah, you don't yeah. want that shit like hanging over. Oh, I, yeah, I cut them true. and it makes a big difference. Like it makes the skate way more um like less shit hanging off. Well, and it just probably feels better when you look down at your feet. Oh yeah. Remember that how... remember that stupid trend when details were really popular with oh, those my big flaps God. and people oh, would skate <laughs> skate them with the flaps hanging out. <laughs> oh my that God. That was so stupid. Think of how stupid rollerblading was. Sweatpants. Think of like <laughs> your your like a skateboarder or BMXer and like Arlo says like decades of history behind these sports and like old people that do it and so many different styles and then there's like a group of like four or five kids like that just look dirty and gross with like Big sweatpants and like floppy <laughs> skates and then they fucking wax everything and they don't even yeah. know how to like skate around the park or whatever like they just wax and they just line up and like skate this one ledge yeah. that's really waxed up it, of course so fucking awesome <laughs> like, they think they're just so much better than you <laughs> no 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 they don't they try and appear that way but inside <laughs> there's so much um, deep inside there's a, a lot of insecurity masked <laughs> with fake arrogance just yeah. disgusting and flappy details <laughs> Anyway, yeah. now, <laughs> now it's been replaced by uh, Velo's Vibrolux and and skate blading, skateboarder yeah. blading, skateboarder blading. How yeah. about how about the uh, you watch the B BCSD clips? That that was the first first thing that I wanted <laughs> to talk about. Actually, uh, you go you go first. What how, how do you feel about all of that? Um, what was your what do you feel when you watch that stuff? I don't think I have anything too interesting to say. I I, I liked um well. Uh, wh what do you have to say about it? Uh, I get the same feelings as like um, popularity contest kind of where I I feel like the structure of of events need to. I've changed so much too, so it doesn't really matter. Like the quality of the skating in traditional terms is uh really good <laughs> i guess obviously the skating's really good but um... montre <laughs> fucking montre man you know what i got the he most is excited he is awesome montre is awesome montre i think okay like there was parts where he was just like jamming around and he's so fucking confident and he's like a showman that guy is awesome <laughs> he is fucking awesome with his long hair and his cut-off jean ridiculous shirt, and he's just, like, throwing his arms in the air. He's having so much fun, like fucking Montre. You go, boy. You go, boy. <laughs> Montre is pretty awesome. That thing that you linked on Twitter, the Russia, where he's <laughs> talking at the end. So good. Where he just works himself up and... <laughs> 
Like he's doing the traditional, you know where we at? We out here. And then he just keeps adding, like turning the volume dial until the Ridiculous. stereo explodes. Yeah. We'll have to bust out a couple of those for the power of lighting edit. Oh, it's man. Ridiculous. It's... We out here. It's so, the, the level that he took it to is so hard to replicate. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> like it's become an art form. The we out here, he's taken it like to a new level where like, there could be the We Out Here Olympics, and everyone goes in and tries to do their best We Out Here, and Montre would just win the gold every year. <laughs> it is pro- that was probably the best, um, like address the camera. Whatever <laughs> we th- we are here, and this is what we are doing. I've yeah. never seen a better one. He explained very well w- what they were doing, and they that they were out there. <laughs> and and that's how they do it. Yeah, I think they they do it like that. They got it like that. You you wish you you were you were us, but you're not. <laughs> and usually, like the viewer already knows. Yeah, like, a lot of the things. Know, though. Yeah, we did know, but he no, he explained us. it all, didn't he? Say like, um, we're like he said, we're out here because that's what we do. But you already know. Because that's what we do. And they got it like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you got it like that. <laughs> Woo, I got to get that boy on the podcast. Oh, that would be amazing. Montre, let's do this. You'd probably go on. I, you know I, who else I want? Who? And someone who I'm, I recently, I'm following them on Twitter. Who? Guess who I'm following on Twitter, Joey. Um, is it a rollerblader? Uh... Yeah, yeah. The rollerblader, Brian uh, Smith. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm following Brian Bowen Smith. Think Twitter. of uh, think of all the cool questions. Like yeah. depending on if he was open to it, there's a lot of cool questions that you could ask him. Fuck yeah, I want to talk to him. Um, and, he, I, and he's such. A, he's a really good talker. He's well, he's fucking Brian Smith. <laughs> he's like the original. Like charismatic, funny, <laughs> rollerblade. Like you can't touch Brian Smith. Come on. No, Jeez. you can't. I love how it's, instead of saying he's very articulate, you said he's a really good talker. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm explaining, I guess charisma and intelligence, <laughs> I I use really weird means of describing. He's such a good talker. Hey, I know what you meant. It's good. <laughs> Brian Smith is he's fucking good. Even um kind of near the end there when he was trying to like he was feeling the pressure of keeping up. Yeah. Um someone posted that section from suitable material uh with that really awesome I think it's delinquent habits where it's like Troopy ain't shit. Uh, pack oh, full head out for a month and I'm back in. Oh, it's like, shit. I'm going to like watch a, that. It's like a, a song about being in juvie. Like, yep. getting out of juvie. And, and his, his tricks was, are uh, so His tricks are amazing. Badass. Yeah. And, like, when he lands it, he was, like, really competitive, it looked like. Even, like, oh. out street skating. After he would land an alley fish or something, you just have that, like, 
the body language would be like, yeah, fuck. fuck. Yeah, I, I remember an interview with him where it was talking about, like, the young kids coming up who, who think they're all hot shit. And it, the quote is like, and then I just throw an alley-oop top sole in their, on their ass, and it puts things into perspective. Yeah. <laughs> he actually fucking wrote that in an That's interview. A- it was epic. More people have to say shit like that. I know. Like, there's nobody like Brian Smith today. No. I mean, no. There, we need, I mean, like, skating-wise, like, there was people who, who took a little bit of his essence, like Mike Lilly, kind of, like, that oh, attitude. Yeah. Mike yeah, Lilly, yeah. like, through his skating. But, like, if if there was someone with that personality as well and that outspokenness, oh, God. And he oh. would, like, eat dirty shit. And he was like a fucking model. He looked so good. And he fucking made out with Jennifer Aniston on Friends, man. Shit. You can't touch that guy. (laughs) No, you can't. You can't touch a lot of the original. I don't understand like how um, they say sometimes the stars are aligned for certain um, meeting points in history of like groups of people. Like how... The Beatles almost seems like a little bit of a freak thing. Like hoax two seems like a freak thing. It's also uh, the the people recording T Bone, I guess, did a really good job of highlighting these personalities. But they seem so natural. Like between <clears throat> Brian Smith, even though I'm not a huge fan, Brooke Howard Smith, I wasn't a huge fan of. But like Brooke Howard Smith, Brian Smith, he Arlo Eisenberg, Brooke, Michael Pollock, and B Hard. Yeah, Brooke they all did bring their personalities really work together, and it was like where the world was at at that point and where technology was at that also made it what it was like there were so many factors that went into hoax too and you obviously you can never replicate that because no those people even like the filmers the quality of the film where like the internet wasn't even did didn't even like it was just starting it didn't really exist it was still like a freak thing there's yeah when i was like when i was listing my favorite music videos there's a certain quality to stuff in the 90s where um the attitude seemed more real instead of like uh uh, thinking of being famous and thinking of being a certain image people just were and gave more to it they were like more in the moment instead of uh being out of the moment yeah there was an innocence like there was innocence in the 90s people weren't as i think people are they have more knowledge now. Like I was gonna say, smarter, but they're n- people just have more access to information now, and people are more smug now. It's so weird, though. Yeah, why? Okay, why could I show some? I, maybe I don't know if my family, for the most part, like what I'm getting to is like Tom Servo. When they steal <laughs> the gumball machine, they yep. made it almost lovable and endearing when they stole a gumball machine out of a laundromat which yeah. now if you were to watch something like that in modern in like something like uh charging or whatever the, it's not it's not likable the way that or the air around uh people being like badass or wow, that's like, so true it would have like, like yeah if people did it now it would be like oh that's kind of stupid yeah, but like, yeah. and it, and and I've grown older or whatever, and I still like. I think I watched it. Lacey and I watched it, and it's like these are these people are likable, and for the most part, could still like uh, have a hold a conversation with your parents, and like uh, 
they just seemed like they weren't just rollerbladers or they seemed yeah. I don't know there was something endearing about the things that they did I don't know they weren't they weren't hipsters they were oh, not God. hipsters <laughs> they were cool dudes but they were not hipsters okay and the word hipster just is just cynical right like it's cynical it's elite it's elitism it's like i talk to my people and my people get me and i think i'm going vegan and or whatever (laughs) it's a smugness that just didn't exist in the 90s hipster didn't exist people were just people oh no and if it did like if it was like intellectual types or whatever they didn't even get much airtime anyway no like and the outfits, yeah, the outfits in the '90s were just innocent. I guess is such a good like. Um, oh yeah, well how, you look at how a... girls dressed. Like when we went to high school in the '90s, girls wore baggy jeans and baggy Big t-shirts. t-shirts. They yeah. dressed just like us. For yeah, for the most part, yeah. There would be there would be those days once in a while where it's like, oh shit, she has a skirt on or she oh, has a tank yeah. top on. Oh, oh shit, and and. <laughs> But it, they would have like a tank top and like a kind of a baggy pair of jeans, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like you, you didn't get it all. You got one or the other. Maybe she'd wear um. some tighter pants, but like a loose t-shirt. <laughs> it was never both. It was never like a fitting pair of pants and a tank top. It was like one one was baggy and one was tight. You know what pant trend was really bad. The pant pants for girls, the ones without pockets. Do you remember those? Um, they had no back jeans. pockets, and there was just a line of stitching that went up the bum crack in the back. They were like lighter and flared, and it, sometimes like girls wore the wrong kind. It looked like they had they had like pooped their pants. <laughs> like, are we talking a khaki pant or? No, a, no, no. It's like a, a jean. Jean. It's a. It's like a. <laughs> it's a. It's a jean pant. Okay, like a fitted jean pant without pockets. <laughs> yes, not a khaki That's... pant, a jean pant. <laughs> I th- I'm not sure if I if doesn't I doesn't matter doesn't pant. matter. I got a I got a pee, so uh, talk about Alex Broskow for for a while, and oh, then I'll... okay. I don't, I don't know. Or wanna... talk about whatever you want. Okay. Um. Actually, if you keep it on the topic of um. Of uh, never mind. Whatever you want, because I have stuff to talk about. I'll be back. I'm just really excited about this uh, this new recording equipment. I can hear Joey really well. It's really clear, and I'm I think the recording is gonna sound really good. Just the fact that the microphone is always the same distance from your mouth. I'm just really excited about this new technology. And I want to talk to more people on this nice, clear setup. Like before, talking to people, it, it, I don't know. I feel like it's really easy to uh, to stay concentrated on the conversation. But uh, man, I'm excited that it's the weekend. This is great. It's only it's 10 o'clock, by the way. This is a Saturday morning. What's the date? It's February. No, it's March. This is March, man. It's March 3rd, 2012. Um, yeah, Bitter Cold Showdown. Montre took the show. Damn, that guy's awesome. Uh, and Alex, Alex Broskow's tricks, his final tricks, the fakie 540 
sweat stance, and the 540 alley-oop topsole. Obviously incredible. I hear a rustling. I think he stirs. Hello? He stirs. He's back. What were you What were you speaking about when I came in? Well, first I was talking about how excited I am about this uh, this tech technology, this uh, the headset. It sounds really clean and clear. It sounds really clean and clear, and even just the act of of doing it, it's it feels it's easier to talk because like you're so clear. Like before yeah. on Skype, Skype was like kind of crappy, and I would be like playing it out of my computer and recording it with my iPhone. I'm really excited oh, yeah. to listen. To, this seems like the recording is going to be really crisp and clear and clean. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah, your, I have... Your uh, voice sounds so nice and deep and rich. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. I, I, I can go many octaves. Oct- octaves. Octaves. Yeah. You've been working on your range? Yeah. Depending <laughs> on my excitement level. It'll change. Um, I need to speak about the bitter cold showdown a little bit more. Um, I think it's just something to do with like the structure of competitions are awesome. It's awesome for people to do really good tricks in front of an audience of people, and the trade show is probably cool or something. But do you ever get the feeling that it just seems like kind of stuck? Like yeah. competitions in general like there's something there's something that's like it can't go it can't go further it's almost like um well i think people are just really looking to relive like the same shit pretty much like they want that moment everyone is just longing for that moment where the person does the really awesome trick and everyone goes crazy People but it hasn't long for that. Yeah, and live it it is it is really cool. But um, I don't know what would it take for the structure to change of events and people I just need it, people really need to be open to to different ideas. I'm I'm I've been thinking a lot about my my concept, and I really think it could be so awesome. I'm I want to do a race, but but uh, but it wouldn't it wouldn't be a race. It'd be like a timed event where everyone goes and then you try to beat like the best score and it's like they an ha- obstacle course they have skate cross seba does do they and is it like is it on obstacles through obstacles uh some of them look like um paved bmx tracks and uh cuz i've looked and- send send me some edits if you've seen things that are similar because i have looked uh yeah if you look up Skate cross on Vim. I think it's called Skate Cross. But there was some on the Seba site and they're trying to like they're trying to make that their own thing, actually. Yeah. And I, uh, oh they, man. there was one actually just... You know the bowl in Marseille? I think it's Marseille. Yep. Like the famous bowl that right. Total Galley and them skate, I think. You you just called. have to experience it for yourself. Oh yeah, well there's a lot to tell. Yes. Um and they had one at that park, like there was, it was around the outer part, but I think you used some of the park. I don't know, but that is a smart idea. I think it could just be really beautiful and dangerous and exciting, and it would yeah. please. Like I think it would please on so many levels. Like there would be really bad wipeouts, and there would be just like 
to win it, you would have to be really like even like Matt Ledoux could like there could be objects that you would almost need to do hand plants or like hand plants would help you get through shit faster. Oh, that'd be it could just be really beautiful to watch. You know what is so annoying is I I was in uh, Save On Foods yesterday walking by this Red Bull like uh, stand thing for some products. And I pointed out um, to Lacey, I was like, look at this. And it was like uh, the crushed ice, like the, the downhill course where they wear the hockey equipment. Yeah. I was like, if, like, this is people wearing hockey equipment and it looks exactly <laughs> like a rollerblading position that this guy is doing. But Red Bull would never fucking touch something that looked like roll, at least currently, like maybe yeah. in a few years. But I was like... Why is it that when someone's wearing hockey equipment, Red Bull would sponsor it? But if someone's walking by this and it was rollerblading, like, oh, that's fucking gay. Yeah. Like, by just placing hockey equipment on the exact same body position that a rollerblader would make. Yeah. It's, it's it so stupid. Weird. It's like I the think... definition of social masking. Yeah. It's acceptable if you're wearing hockey gear. I think <laughs> Brian and I talked about that. It's like really like, it's masculine. And it's like tough guy if you're wearing hockey gear. But if you strip away the hockey gear, like even if those crushed, those crushed, the crashed ice, even if they were skating in like, they just had some jeans and like normal clothes. Oh, yeah. Be like, people be like, oh, oh it's, it's gay. That looks kind of like fruit booting. Yeah. But like by putting on all this equipment, it makes people comfortable with it. Yeah. It is weird. It's like you need to you need to mask your body movements or else people are just uncom- people are uncomfortable with the movement of skating. Oh that, yeah. That's really what it comes down to. It's like inhuman and it's it's gay. It's perceived as just like there's something that makes people uncomfortable. So you well, need to a- mask it. You need to put pads on it. You need to put a helmet. Put a hockey stick in his hand. Please, just mask what you are doing, and then we'll be cool with it. It's f- yeah. It is fucked up. But really, it's really exciting that rollerblading has that kind of polarizing power. Oh, God. It's, like, it's a uh, powerful thing. That thing, the cultural reference point that I was talking about, that there's like th- – that Paul Crick answer as well where there's like – roller like roller disco and figure skating and so many things attached to not holding a hockey stick and having skates yeah. on like there's so much attached as soon as you take the hockey equipment and the hockey stick away it's it it's like decades and decades of uh like uh, um associations that take a lot away from yeah. the initial experience like you're not you're never experiencing seeing someone rollerblading as what it actually is like it's a human moving with wheels on their feet but there's so much attached to those movements yeah there's so much meaning and so much cultural reference i remember i worked with uh, a guy at the video store who was like a bigger kind of tough guy um i think he was a hockey player like really macho type guy um, really nice guy, but I remember I think he saw a video or something and we were talking about it. And I remember him saying, he's like, I just can't skate. I can't, ro-, like he rollerbladed, but he's like, yeah. I just can't rollerblade without a stick in my hand. I just can't. 
and he was he was dead serious. Like for him, as soon as you take take the hockey stick out of his hand, he just he feels naked and he he just can't do it. He's got to have the stick so that people know I'm not just I'm not just blading. I'm a hockey player. Oh, like, he's totally missing out because as soon as you take that stick away, he's missing out on a certain feeling of freedom. Yeah, but he doesn't want the freedom. Oh, you know what else is so silly? <laughs> like, you talk about, um, okay, so, uh, what is it? People say, oh, this makes rollerblading look like fucking 90s and spandex or whatever. Isn't it weird that <laughs> lots of rollerbladers technically wear spandex? <laughs> yeah. Like, it looks like we wear spandex, like... No, I don't want to get into pant discussions, but <laughs> really, really, like the- we, we should really just fucking wear bright spandex. Yo, do you know Spandy Andy? Have you ever? No. Are you familiar with his work? <laughs> no, I'm oh, not okay. familiar with his work. Okay, you gotta do some research. Do do some googling of Spandy Andy. Yeah. Watch watch some Spandy Andy videos. I really want to get this guy on the podcast. He's yeah. he refers to himself as the uh, the superhero of positivity, and he's a dancer. He like he's a crazy dancer, and his his motto is keep it tight and bright. And he always wears really bright spandex, and he just he dances like really crazy, and he just loves to fucking dance. And he's super, super fit. I think he's like our age or he might be even younger. He's tried out for like – he's been on some shows like uh, some dancing TV shows and and stuff. But I remember I saw him just like dancing on the street downtown at some event. And this this guy's spirit is just like amazing. And it's so genuine. This dude just loves to dance. Oh, you uh, you saw him live dancing? Yeah, I actually met him. Me and Carly like talked to him for a while. He was just like dancing with a ghetto blaster downtown, just giving her. And I also wow. saw him at I saw him at the grocery store, and he was wearing spandex, and he's just so happy. It's really weird. This guy, I like, he's awesome. Oh shit, Sp- Spandy Andy. Spandy Andy, I'll look it up. I'll have yeah, yeah. to look it up. You'd feel so good after dancing for a long, like just setting a ghetto blaster down and dancing for a long period of time in public. You ah. would, you would gain a lot. Like you would get a lot back from doing that. Oh yeah. It's like ta- tapping into the superpower. Yeah. I love the idea of uh, any kind of creativity being like a form of protest or being kind of like upset with your environment or situation, and it's like protesting it. I love that. Yeah, like it both. is. It's protesting and it's being proactive with yeah. your your own being like the, doing these things are just you're giving yourself such a gift you're doing it for yourself you're you're giving it to yourself you're deciding for yourself that you're going to be happy you're going to grab life and and make the best of it and through these activities whatever it is if it's skating or dancing or singing or writing or, like you're just giving yourself a gift. Yeah, and you know what's so funny about and you that? Sh- you can share yeah. it too. People can people can be inspired by it or they might just be really disgusted, but really whatever. 
the how mar- marketers and advertisers are running out of ideas, so they try and apply that to their products. Like, this is your Pepsi, or this is this is my yogurt. Like, <laughs> there's so many advertisements now where they try and take that idea. Like, hey, no, no, no! Instead of writing in a journal or discovering like some some passion, like painting or doing simple things that give you pleasure, no, no, no! You need to attach yourself to this product and make it yours. Yeah, and, and and the scary thing is that it it works. Yeah, that work a lot of the time. Like, like people buy into that. That's a big yeah. thing. Like people buy into the like they're gonna go buy a nice shirt. Damn, I'm gonna get myself a really nice watch, a really nice leather jacket. I'm gonna just like people. People think that that's gonna bring them something. It brings a nice short burst. You get yep. like that new new pair of jeans. Yeah. Nice little, and nice little burst. <laughs> it does. You know, I have a really nice watch. I have a, actually a really nice leather jacket at the moment, and I like wearing it. I like Where'd wearing... You... Oh, no, I know your... I think I've seen your leather jacket. Yeah, you know where it came from? It's a really good story. I don't think it's appropriate. Okay, it's yeah. Got a, it's got a really good story. I'll have to hear the story eventually. Yeah. But... Uh, uh, yeah, these things. I mean, it, but you can't just you can't just rely on that. Like, clothing can make you feel good. Like, I love my coffee. There's certain products that I love, but if I didn't have more genuine forms of like, like talking to you and recording it and and putting it up, that gives me such a powerful surge. Yeah, you know, or yeah. like dr- yeah. drawing a picture or going skating, like those things. Give me something you can't just buy. You have to like. Oh. It has to do with facing facing a fear, facing an insecurity, facing it and and overcoming it, and then that just opens up the floodgates for for everything else. Like it's oh, all yeah. about just just lear- like I was thinking about the the importance of drama today. Like for for teenagers. Hey, what's the right way to say it? <laughs> Is it drama or drama? Some people say drama and some people say drama. Is Is it pasta or pasta? Pasta. (laughs) I think it's our accent, right? Our accent, we would say drama. Drama. It's like gut. It's a weird drama. But yeah, the importance of drama. Fuck yeah. Yeah, just getting up in front of a group of people and facing that fear, being afraid and like doing something weird and like letting go. And that idea, that concept can be applied to so many things in life that you you need to face. Like on a daily basis, I I, I present my my work. I, <laughs> I, I create visuals and I, I walk into boardrooms to like fucking coke coke head fucking assholes anyway, and I and I show work to a to a bunch of people who just critique it just stare at it and say oh this is no good this is no good i don't really like i don't really care for that and that is so scary but getting over that is so important and then it's like talking on a podcast getting over the fear that oh holy shit people are going to listen and people are going to judge or drawing a picture getting over judgment is so valuable so important and it can yeah. be applied to so many important things in life 
And I think <laughs> like that's something you can't buy. You can't just go buy overcoming a fear. If you have a fear and you can't overcome it, there's there's not a store you can go to and pay your twenty bucks and get a, a an answer. You need to earn it for yourself. Oh, that you reminds me. Walk that. into that boardroom. <laughs> drama or drama? Drama was the videos and and me actually connecting with skating a lot and what I connected to and hoax to and a lot of that had to do with dra- drama class for yep. sure. And the videos just would not be what they were if it wasn't. No. And and here's one thing that's really interesting: drama kids traditionally. Are, are the freaks in the school. Like, thankfully, there was a bit of crossover for me where um, I played hockey for a certain amount of time and I was I was always able to kind of have little bridges between groups of people. Um, yeah. But if I was strictly a drama kid and I didn't, I hadn't played any hockey in the past, like, socially, high school would have been a lot more difficult. And, it, and I think it's so interesting that the drama kid always, like, Duncan Trussell uh, talks about not I don't want to go on a sidetrack, but he was a drama nerd, and he yeah. got like picked on a lot. And like you look at where that guy is, and and uh, the more he shines his personality out into the world, I mean, everybody gets gains from him, like overcoming yeah. that. And and uh, drama is just so important. It was like yep. I find myself talking about it all the time. And my drama teacher was super important too. Yeah. And I've talked about that before. Yeah, and I'm I'm now thinking about the combination of drama. <laughs> Can we let's call it something else? Acting. Acting. Okay. Uh, even performance that isn't performance. Yes, the the combination of that performance and hockey, or in my case, it was like baseball or basketball. Um, there's similarities. It's very different, obviously, because on the on the hockey rink or on the out there on the ice you're not (laughs) you're not creating something but you are all eyes are on you people are watching you are performing in a certain way there's a clear objective it's very different but there's similarities where you're putting yourself on the line i mean you're you are facing a fear like when you're a, a teenager playing hockey like you're nervous like it's scary yeah. Like you better you don't fuck up, Joey. Don't fuck up. Like there's pressure and like going through that is really valuable in a lifelong. Like I wouldn't want to do that like forever. I'm so happy that I don't like play professional sports or, or anything, but having that experience has really I don't know, prepared me for for the real world. <laughs> We're lucky in that we have a lot of unique experience to draw on for when we when we do put our skates on uh we've oh fuck we've done it's, it's a lot of different activities it it is luck up. but it's also it's a decision as well yeah that's people, true people can decide to have a lot of different experiences and it 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 really adds to everything that you do to experience a lot of different shit like a lot uh, of different situations this is something that i find to be a problem and it's also that it's a growth thing and it's and it's uh going more in your own direction but i would love to get adam johnson on the podcast eventually because i just find that uh i i find there's like a lot of 
dark kind of feelings in in charging. I haven't seen the new video, but like some of his videos, he's so he seems like someone who's separated himself so much from society that um, only rollerbladers would get his videos. Do you know what I mean? I think that's a common problem. Like, there's a lot of people that I view, and I might be wrong. I'm I don't know, but there's a lot of people like professional rollerbladers who who just do that and they do it really well. But it seems like they would really benefit from f- some other experiences. You know, definitely, definitely, or, like, and, and being forced to like go work a job or go like like Richie, for example. I'll use Richie again as an example. Some, I think the reason he has become so interesting and so smart is because he's had experiences in in other things. Like he he's a professional. He he's educated. He went to school and he had the experiences at school and he's worked for different companies and created media in a different setting. And he has had a a wide variety of experiences and that makes him like a more well-rounded person and you can see it in his skating and in everything that he does you know he doesn't he's not a he's not like uh, i'm losing the word but you yeah (laughs) Uh, he's not a pariah he's not a like he's like he's not just like just focused on the one thing he's not just i'm a rollerblader Well, over-identification is the biggest problem in the world today. Yeah. Well, it's not the biggest problem in the world, but it's something that I find myself constantly referencing. Do you hear that? That's like the first, uh, like, digital noise. No. Oh, you don't hear that? On my end, I... Maybe I'm just too close? Anyway. Oh, I'm getting, like, a bunch of... You don't hear that? No. Oh. Well... Maybe I'll let you go. Don't you have to go film something at 11? Yeah, yeah 11-ish. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, um, I'm just wondering if like, we've been recording for a while. Because this is actually the first time that I've tested this out. Yeah. yeah. And it was really good up until this point, and now I'm starting to get some digital fuzz. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's just finish it. Okay. Let's do another like, half an hour or something. Like okay, that. I'm going to hang up and then call you back. Okay. Okay. Hello? Hello. Is this clearer now? Yes, it's clear again. It's interesting. I, yeah, I think that's a Skype thing. Or I don't know. That after an hour? Yeah, I've listened to some podcasts where they've been like, you're breaking up, can you come back or something? And yeah. it's usually after Just the like hour mark. Refresh so. the connection. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, a, it was a pity that Aaron Pyle, it was fun to talk to him. The, the recording failed. I had a couple actually failed podcasts with the iPhone Really? Really frustrating. Like one one time you sent me that message like you have to do more solo podcasts. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I haven't done one for months, like a long time. And so I sat down and I did one and I was like a half hour into it. And then I noticed that like on the on the iPhone, there'll, there'll, there'll be a red bar and it'll say recording. But I noticed that the time wasn't moving. And I was like, oh, fuck. And it like just wasn't recording properly. And then I went back and I... I was like, fuck, I was really frustrated because I was super into this solo rant. <laughs> and then I tried to go back and like do it again. <laughs> and oh, I was just can't. like I felt like I was just, just saying a script or something, and I was like, yeah. Oh, this sucks. Fuck this. Can't. So it's so Lost. disappointing when technology fails. Lost in the ether. Yep. 
But you might have a rant that comes back that's more developed a few weeks later. Yeah. Who Regardless, knows? I always try to remember that even if it doesn't, even if it do, the recording doesn't work, don't get frustrated because you still had that experience and it's still really valuable. Yeah. And you'll Just still gain something from it. Talking. Whatever. Here's a fun tip for anybody out there. If you're if you find yourself you're clearing your throat a lot and it's not sore or anything like that, um, well, one could be that you're dehydrated. But a lot of the time, if I'm clearing my throat, I need to talk a lot. Like, do you know that? You know that feeling, like that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I do. That, that means that usually I have to like uh, talk and be very excited about it, and then I feel so much better. Yeah, oh, it's so therapeutic. It's so good. And it for me, it was, it was, I'm not a, like, I can talk. Yeah. I Sometimes I get talkative, but sometimes talking is really hard for me. There's a, there's a block. Oh, yeah. I, feel, I, I don't feel like I can talk. It's really weird, but through doing this podcast, it's really helped me to, like, talk more. Yeah. It's all about the threshold, the the thresh, the threshold yeah. in any activity. And, and um, you get rusty, like when you don't do something, you just you you lose that muscle. Yeah. And for me, I was like, I was sitting. I, I always say this, but I was just working, not talking to anybody, for long periods of time, being totally antisocial, like all week, and then trying to talk to people just felt so unnatural and. <laughs> Just the words wouldn't come to me, and I just didn't know what I was doing with my mouth, and I just felt so awkward. And I was like, "Fuck, this is bad." Like, I'm supposed to be Todd. I'm supposed to, you know, I'm Todd. <laughs> Language but is a technology. Yes. <laughs> Language is fucking awesome. Yeah, Todd. Language is one of the coolest things you can do. You gotta talk. I know. Talk a lot. Talk as much as you can. Yes. Not well. There's lots of times where you're not supposed to talk. And listening. You can't. You can't just talk. Do you ever talk to people like who just they don't want to listen. They just want to talk. Oh, there's lots of people like that. Or there's you people know, who do fake listening. Oh. That's the worst. And I, oh, I, you know, to be honest, I do catch myself doing that sometimes. Yeah. Worst feeling when you realize that you just said, you you would say like, yeah, yeah, or like you would acknowledge something, but you're like, wait a minute, I didn't even actually hear what they said. Yeah. Well, it's a, a two-way street. Yep. There's a lot of responsibility to the speaker and the listener. It's true. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's interesting because like, Conversation is a really interesting thing because you do talk, you have your own ideas, but you also need to listen to the other person. It it, it requires a lot of skill to converse. <laughs> there and there's people who are incredibly intelligent and they're so intelligent that they actually don't have their social skills need to be developed more because yes. their mind works so quickly. Yeah, I, it's like a different kind of intelligence. It's a really bizarre. They need to harness it. I think they, people, yeah. you know, and we have growth. I have a lot of growth to do, but uh, people need to sometimes realize their their weaknesses in in conversation or in speaking or whatever. You know who's a really good listener? Who? Carly and I were talking about it today. Leon is such a good 
attentive listener. Oh, he's fucking... He's really interested in everything. Everything. He is just... It seems like he's just constantly waiting and listening to everyone's input and just, like, picking out little bits of the best concepts, the best ideas from from a wide spectrum of people to apply to his own life. He's an amazing, amazing dude. Yeah, uh, he really is. I got to transition into the combination of that cone skating edit. For anybody who's listening, it's on the front page of Shop Task, isn't it? I yes, think? I still haven't seen it. I'm oh, um, it, the combination of that, um, you guys skating the cones, and the, did you watch the Matthew Ledoux? Yeah, raw? the raw clips, holy oh. shit. <laughs> that thing that he did at, oh. the thing that he did at 25 seconds was like um, something that Mason was, I think he was like, that. that's like something that Mason could have done eventually. That, that like line where he did like all the ham plants yeah holy fuck that Uh, and and the cone skating like watching you guys do cone skating and seeing like that specific thing and it was such stark contrast to all of the bitter cold showdown footage that it got me so excited about spring and summer like the bitter cold showdown sometimes gets me like kind of like uh, it makes me feel distance from what the actual skating industry is. And then yeah. I watch things like the Matthew Ledoux or, or the the cone skating, and then I see how much potential there is in yeah. in making stuff and going out skating. And and uh, that that stuff was like very distinctly rollerblading. Like that was the movements and stuff. I don't know. It, yeah, that's just like it, it expands. What uh, I. I I'll share something really exciting with you. Yeah. Um, this summer, yeah, we're, we're gonna or Leon. I think we talked about this. Um, we're gonna do a cone skating competition down on the beach, down on English Bay. <laughs> um, and and the uh, like one of the late the head ladies from Seba yeah. is gonna come judge. <laughs> like it's gonna be like a full on like cone skating con- comp. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, you should come down for that. It'll be on the beach in the summer. A bunch of hot boys <laughs> shredding the cones. We'll get a ghetto blaster, play music. Just play the, ever. Play the Kenny Loggins volleyball song from Top Gun. <laughs> oh, on loop. <laughs> playing, playing, playing with, with the, the boys. boys. <laughs> that scene was so gay. <laughs> and I don't like using that term, but that was like that was pretty gay, but awesome, awesome gay. Yeah, <laughs> the one guy is like flexing, and he's all yeah. like oiled up. I wonder if they actually got oil for that scene. Like you guys need to look sweatier. <laughs> the Quentin Tarantino thing about Top Gun, that monologue that's on YouTube, is awesome. Oh, I think I've heard this. What what's his uh? It's like uh, from an old movie, like an old independent movie, oh, and he's at a yeah. party, yeah, and he's yeah. talking about top, the homoeroticism or whatever of Top Gun. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That is good. What movie is that from? I don't know. 
it was like it seemed like one of his friends or something like that. That guy is amazing. Yeah. There's the the thing that I posted, and he's talking about when you put the right song to the right images, Shit. and he can't he can't really he can't articulate it very well. <laughs> but just the excitement on his face and in his words and in his okay. body, he's like getting possessed by the idea of like just when you oh when you put those two things together, it's magic. It's that Jason Silva said the same thing he was talking about. It's like, so powerful. It's like being a wizard. Yeah. What did he say? It's like, okay, if a picture is a thousand words, then how many words is moving images with music that matches the mood? And the, how many how many words is in that? <laughs> and it's amazing that that dude just fucking pre-internet days just worked at a video store and devoured everything that he could that guy's inc- just like tarantino is incredible like, like there's certain people i'll just go on binges of watching interviews and rants that guy does that guy have a podcast like that guy needs to have a fucking podcast do you know how I, popular that would be oh fuck that guy he would have such a good podcast i wonder if he does have a podcast he why should. doesn't he have a podcast he should come on this podcast oh yes yeah. i'm gonna hit up tarantino <laughs> Nardware said he might do one eventually. Nice. Yeah. Oh, scheduled. He'd be. I hope he comes on because it would pretty much be just him talking the whole time. But yeah. he's he's the same as Tarantino. Like the depth of his knowledge is so much deeper. Like it's his, Quentin Tarantino's knowledge of film and Nardware's knowledge of music. It goes so deep than what's possible in most people. Yeah. That they just fire off from one thing to another. Nardwar is really incredible. Yeah, he's one of those people that um, isn't going to be fully appreciated until yep. many, many, many years later. He's just he's just working as hard, hard as he can. He's one of those people that um, like there's uh, an alternate dimension where Todd is like 100% focused on rollerblading no matter what. And it's a very crazy place. It's a very crazy dimension. Yeah. And that Nardwar lives in that. He like he chose that dimension. Yeah. It's he interesting. That person. Yeah. And it, that's such like, okay, you think of you think of people who are professional interviewers for television. And it's just just such a shallow fucking it's about how you look and it's about how like there's no heart in it there's no passion typically like it's very it's gross you know like the et kind of like interviewing celebrities and and just sucking their dick and like oh this movie was incredible tell me about working with so-and-so and like like there's no love in it at all but then you take someone like nardwar who's just really passionate about what he does and he's he is really interested in talking to the people that he talks to and he does research and he like he's really passionate but like it's interesting that he isn't ultra successful like it's interesting that he's not he doesn't have like a big contract from a tv network or something you know the whole thing's broken it is disgusting the whole whole thing i want nothing to do with it joey we're so lucky that we don't have fucking anything to do with it no that's what i said answer to anybody we do what we want yeah i i have uh, like i said i like having an alter ego 
a job that's very far outside of this. And if I need to play the role, which I, I don't do, but that that's the structure that I have to exist in for that to happen. But I try and make change with that. But this is untouched. Yeah. Right here. And uh, oh, this is structures in general, like those structures, television shows and entertainment tonight and the, the trashy magazines and uh, structures and traditions and all that stuff, they need to all be destroyed for the most part. And everybody just needs to rebuild their own things. Yeah. Well, I think it's in transition. I think it's happening. It's in, it's interesting to me that these things even still exist. Like the Oscars? Oh, like, what the, the, the fuck is that? The Academy Awards is, seems so fucking like an old 80-year-old, like a 90-year-old man on life support. Yeah. Like just old old structure, old tradition that yeah. we think we're supposed to care because it's been around for so long. Yeah. But who fucking cares? Who fucking like, cares? It's why not we're just supposed have that? to care about that? We're supposed to give a shit? Why can't really? they just... <laughs> yeah. That thing's... That's ridiculous. For the most part, like... I, I don't know. There should be an award show like just... I don't know. Vote online or like... The most important award show should be like you and all of your friends. They'll be like everyone votes for their favorite movie, and then if there's something that you haven't seen, or I don't even know if there's voting in general. Like I don't know. There's just so many stupid structures and traditions that don't seem to work. Yeah. With how things are today, but you're right. So it's it's like, in transition. It is in transition, and a lot of people just they get their media offline. They chew. They they vote in a way by just. Okay, I want to listen to this. Like people don't, people don't just. Okay, it's five o'clock. This is on. I'm gonna watch this. Less and less, it's becoming. People are choosing what they want to consume media-wise. Yeah. And uh, and it's taking away power from like the big, the big fucking stupid, scared, old, pissing their pants companies that used to run shit. They're losing their grip. I find it fascinating that they're still around. I find it fascinating that fucking NBC still exists. Like, fuck all that shit. Everyone just needs to... Like, we don't need that anymore. We oh, don't there's... need a big, stupid man. Who, you know, like, we can make our own shit that's going to be way better, more honest, more important, more... like. It'll go away eventually. I don't know. Yeah. I'm so addicted to podcasts because it's yeah. such a great source of it's so much closer to life and yeah. inspiration. Hey, yeah. so are you what what podcast do you listen to? Uh Joe Rogan and New Dimensions. New Dimensions. Yeah. I think I know this. I've heard some of this new dimensions, like you've sent me some, but I was trying yeah. to remember what it was called and I couldn't remember. So new Dim new dimensions is more structured and 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 a little bit. Uh, some of the guests can be bad, but if you look through their archives and it's free streaming, yes. <laughs> the cover of the history of the future. <laughs> nice. Um, I love uh, you still listen to the psychedelic salon. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. I like the psychedelic salon. That has enriched my life so much, just, like, knowing about that. You told me about psychedelic salon. Oh, God. The wealth of McKenna lectures and <laughs> Timothy Leary lectures. And, oh, my God. My brain is... I'm a different person because of psychedelic salon. I swear. That, uh, yeah. The li- people who are listening right now, psychedelic salon definitely get some of those. You, you sometimes you need to be really, really, really concentrated uh, to listen to some of those. Oh, even, like the McKenna lectures, like I don't even think of them as I don't even think of it as like, OK, listen to this and really understand what he's saying. I think of it as like, put this on. I treat it almost like music, like put okay. it on and let your mind drift wherever it's going to take you. Like a McKenna lecture, like you can't just absorb, you can't understand, but it triggers so many thoughts in your own head Yeah, that it, it's just so powerful for like inspiration, for like, holy shit, this age that we live in, like, Joey, this is 2012. This is the year that he was talking about. We live in the age that he was talking about. He was talking before Facebook, before podcasts, before, like, this is it. And it's so exciting and psychedelic and awesome. He wouldn't have known, uh, he wouldn't have known how uh, far his talks have gone now. Because when did he pass away? 99 2000, that he wouldn't have known, like, how many how well known he is he i don't think he he's he's more famous now than he was when he was alive yeah a long shot it's amazing it's awesome i wonder yeah i wonder if he thought about the fact that all those talks that he was giving would be archived and would be listened to in in these days like and it he it's so available that's the beautiful thing like hundreds of them too so many so many it's incredible the word the way that that guy uses words is unreal incredible yeah i i wish so bad if i could go back in time and i could go to one of his lectures like in person holy shit could you imagine the minds that were just blown like people like yeah we're going to go listen to this guy talk uh terence mckenna i uh, i don't know I think he talks a lot about drugs or I don't know something. Apparently he's pretty interesting. Yeah, let's let's go check him out. And then you go fucking listen to this guy. Like people must have just been so blo- blown away to to hear that in person and to hear it when they heard it. I mean yeah. a lot of the things that he talks about now are kind of a little bit more commonplace like his ideas it's more accepted now, but if you listened, if you were in the '80s or something, and you were listening to to that guy speak, you would just you'd be blown the fuck away. Yeah, and uh, you don't you don't even have to uh, look at it from the psychic. Like if if people are afraid of the word psychedelic or drugs or anything like that, if you just listen to him use words and link them together. Beautiful. It's inspi- It's inspiring in itself. And his it's voice very poetic. Is, his voice is so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he could have been an alien. He could have been an alien. He I, maybe I think, was not even from this planet. Yeah. Well, like he 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 always said that he he did contact aliens, but he never brought that up. 
because he knew that it would be he would be <laughs> like that would be interpreted as like this guy's fucking crazy. But I think one time he did say, I have had contact with the elves, the the transforming elf machines, but he wouldn't like go into great detail and he wouldn't be arrogant about it to say like, oh, yeah, I've talked to the aliens. He he was very humble and very like very oh, man. That guy was fucking awesome, Terrence. Yeah. Well, I had I had an experience just recently that I was going to talk about on a solo podcast, and then I'm I'm waiting to tell the story the right way. Uh, it's not aliens, but <laughs> <laughs> I had a dream, and then I looked up like what this thing was in the dream, and it was apparently super significant, and uh, it was only a few days ago, and I feel different after I had this dream in a really good way and uh it's similar to that where if you talk about it you don't want to sound too crazy to anyone like you can't you can't sound too out there or people might devalue some of the other things that, are, that you say if devalue is yeah. a word i'm not sure yep devalue devalue it's true things that you say. And, and and well and certain things like if you're intelligent you're just you're not going to be totally sure about an experience like you can talk about it and you can you can try to describe it, but to say this is what it was, and I was I was touched by God Himself. God came to me. I mean, you can talk about certain experiences, like, but really, oh, you you really don't know. You know, people don't yeah. know. I think yeah. the most, the best, the people that I like to talk to, they 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 don't act like they know. They're very humble. Ro- oh, Joe yeah. Rogan is very. He, he's good in that he'll he expresses his experiences and what works for him. But he's like, yeah. but I don't have the answer. It's not like you can, you know. He doesn't know. Yeah. He's very humble. Joe Rogan, similar to uh, there's you and uh, Chance are, are the same. Where sometimes they just want to like they love saying the opposite, just for saying the opposite. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, just to like, throw it out there. Just, just to throw, throw it into just, just to challenge that thought. Yeah. Yeah. To challenge. Even if you don't you don't mean it that strong, but yeah. it is good just to just to throw the opposite into the mix. Yeah. Just the other point of view. Like don't be so sure. Don't yeah. Just balance it out. Yeah, like if I if I can go airy fairy, you can throw something that would be like a cable or something so I don't float away completely. Yeah. Joe it's Rogan does that. Cable. <laughs> you're getting a little, you're getting a little crystally on me. <laughs> yeah, a little crystally. Gonna start sucking crystals? on some crust crystals. <laughs> How about you get that hippie pussy? <laughs> a lot of hippie pussy. Yeah, yeah, he does that really well when pe- when guests are taking themselves like way too seriously. <laughs> He'll just like, <laughs> oh, you you listen to that Jason Silva one? Yeah. Oh my fuck. I listened to yeah, that like four times. That. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. It's too much. The first time I listened to it, I had a, I had there's a, some inspiring stuff out there for me that if if I watch it, I have a difficult time concentrating on on regular things for the rest of the day. So, yeah. That Jason Silva one I'm waiting for a second time where I can just be super caffeinated and scroll down notes for it. Yeah. So what do you have any plans for um <laughs> do you have any do you have any plans for like uh uh any articles that you want to write or or like things that you want to do 
Do you think the last however many minutes was just us having like a phone conversation more than a podcast? I, probably believe, I totally nothing. forgot that we were even recording. So I think that's a good thing. Oh, okay, good. Um, I, uh, I have the biggest thing that I want to do. I want to finish flip-flops, which isn't related to the site. But there's a that's certain amount list. of things that I need to uh finish and release into the world before new things come in um i really really wanted to do a dion anthony interview but it was a long shot and um are the articles they only come up the same way sometimes as editing happens where it'll just like pop in and i have to do it yeah so the jason silva thing is definitely one that could inspire an article like something like that there'll be one thing that he says or one idea that I relate to rollerblading. That's a great thing about rollerblading. The the one that I want you to put up, the We Are All Weird. I read yeah. that fucking book, and in, there were he articulated so many things that I I tried to say in too many words, and I would always get sidetracked trying to articulate these things. Then I read this fucking book and just like grabbed a bunch of quotes from it and just grabbed pictures, and it said more than I could ever say about like how I feel about rollerblading. And that's what's so cool. If you read something or, or hear something that uh, makes you think of rollerblading, you can apply it to rollerblading. Where it, Like putting a quote in a video edit or just quoting an article. And you can use like one quote and, and put a, add a picture to it that says way more than you ever could. I yeah. love that about the internet. I loved the way that you, the, the images that you chose were really, <clears throat> like the words combined with the images. It wasn't like, you didn't say like, I put this image to portray this, but like, it They work it together to create something else. Exactly, yeah. They're, uh, yeah, I, I like that. It's like the same way as, yeah, combining a song with a visual. It just, it should give you a feeling instead of telling you exactly what you're supposed to be thinking or feeling. Are Sorry. Um, I, was, I was distracted. What was that last thing that you said? Oh, um, it's like combining, when you combine a song with a visual, like a film, yeah. right? Um, the same thing as combining some kind of a quote, like a typed quote and a picture. Yeah. I never, I don't like things, I'm fine, I like being entertained, I love things that don't tell me exactly how I'm supposed to feel. Yeah. Like, it, it's a feeling in a mood more than an actual black and white. It's the gray area, man. Yeah, it's things that allow people to really think <clears throat> of things on their own. Yeah. Are so powerful. I really want to start writing more articles. I've Oh, it's so I'm, fun. It's that's hard a though. Really that's a huge block for me is writing. Like I haven't been able to write for I don't know. I I was thinking about it like cuz I used to be like like an A English student. Like I could <laughs> write a paper that was like grammatically perfect and I would get A's and like <laughs> but I wasn't actually expressing any ideas. I was just Yeah. It was just textbook bullshit that I've read and then just rewrote in a scholastic kind of way. And I think that almost like has been holding me back because the way that I look at writing is like really fucked up. Like I need to, I need to focus on the idea 
and like what I'm actually saying in as opposed to I, I would get kind of handcuffed by the grammar. I don't, oh, like, yeah. Does that make I, sense? Like, well, I still didn't even know how to properly use uh, <laughs> grammar. A semicolon still fucks me over and commas, periods. I just I just kind of I read it over and over again, like how I watch a sequence, like when you're editing. You yeah. watch it from the start, and then you keep adjusting things depending on how you feel about the whole piece. And that's yeah. how I learned how to write. I learned how to write like I learned how to edit. I just yeah, keep you're reading you're a really it. good writer. But I'm not. I only... I just kind of learned it uh, through how I hear it in my head or how I read it personally. I don't really, like, compare those, it to... Yeah. Those are so like, that's how you should do it. Like whatever exactly. your style is, you yeah. probably have a style that you're just gonna find. Like you're gonna find a way of applying something, the way that you try tricks, or the way that you design a website, or the way that your brain works. You're yeah. gonna start to write that way, and I don't know yeah. what that is. I think that's that's the thing. I need to find my own way of doing it, as opposed to <clears throat> I guess I was for a, for so long I've been thinking there's a right and a wrong way to do it. And it's like, I need to do it this way, but then it didn't work for me. But I was like, oh, well, that's the right way to do it. Even if it's not working, I need to keep trying to do it that way. But I can do it in a different, I can find my method, man. I was going to get my thing together, man. You wait. You wait. You got to get your thing together, man. (laughs) You know, I don't know if you can find a lot of his articles, but I was always a big fan of uh, Arlo's writing style. Oh, yeah. I, I found that it was it had a really good combination of moods and feelings in it. Yeah. I love things that uh I can't my favorite things a lot of the time they kind of like float above the the medium that they're using. Like you could never tell if he was being clever or funny or completely serious or sincere. It just had a lot of I don't know. It was like wise ass kind of just that, that freedom from form, like that freedom not being confined to the <clears throat> like the status quo, like like using a medium to express yourself honestly. <laughs> that <was> so funny. <laughs> but like 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 anything, editing, drawing, playing music. There's like a there's a textbook way that you learn is the right way to do it, right? And it's almost like you need to go through that to to get the experience that you need to reinvent how you're gonna do it. I guess learn- that's what that's what being a master is is when you can like step outside of the technique. Learn the rules so you know how to break them. Exactly. I learned that from a Shane Coburn video called Brain Fear Gone. Oh my god, a noise. Did you hear that? That's the fucking oh my telephone. god. How dare they? How dare they? I might uh, go do a podcast tomorrow with Riley and Randy. Oh, sweet. I'm going to try and do one tomorrow as well. Uh, Kevin Yee's going to be back on cool. this week. And uh, this, <clears throat> I, have, I have call recording software now too. I was nice. recording this one just to try it out. You've been skating cool. lots, hey? Um, I skated three days in a row. How after, was that? After not skating for a really long time, and then I haven't skated since. It was so fun. Oh, Shit. fuck. This, it was this so healthy so... for me. Oh, yeah. You go. 
it, what was the highlights of it? What what did you learn from being back on skates? Um, skating cones with Leon is really he is so good. I know. Fuck. <laughs> Holy shit! At cones, that he, dude is a monster. <laughs> and and we had a we had really good sessions. Like we would just play music in the parkade and like drink beer and just like just dance on our blades. That's <laughs> like, fucking it was awesome. So That's fun. Like, <laughs> like flatland bmx hey yeah a lot of the shit that we would do like we wouldn't even do we wouldn't even use the cones like we've just been learning a lot of like pivot points and like dancey stuff on flat ground and really fun fuck i can't wait i i want leon to teach me some pivot points yeah taylor learned a couple hey he did like one that looked like the I fucks with me. I can't even figure out how you bend. It looks like you bend your ankle in really weird ways, but it's an illusion, hey? A lot of it is is illusion. A lot of it is uh, like I don't know, like I think the 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 when when cone skating becomes really fun is when it's really just freestyle. Yeah. But that's such a hard point to get to and it's like you need to learn like a lot of different pivot points and a lot of different body positions. And then it, you can start to just like jazz it. Yeah. Oh God! When you get to that point, like I've I've felt it like for glimpses. Oh, there was an amazing Holy one. Shit, you did this like could a, just be so fun. They were like you did stepper things through it, and then Leon did steppers, and it reminded me of like tap dancing. Like I'll have you to were watch tap it. dancing. I'm excited to watch it. And uh, yours was really cool because you took like some of the stuff that you've done in the videos and you applied it to cones, but you were also skating cones. Oh, got me, got me stoked. Cones are, I think, like, I could see it, like, if you did it for a really long time, like, I I just have visions of being, like, 60 or 70 and just fucking (laughs) jamming out on cones, like, listening to music and, like, my my buddies on the beach. (laughs) And I'm that old timer with my shirt off and I'm so tanned and greasy. It's like, damn, that old guy's in good shape. And I've just got white teeth and I'm smiling. <laughs> no, Todd, it's more manly. It's more manly to have a belly and to ha- be drinking a beer and being skating at a skate park really shitty. Oh, That's that was the lifestyle way of doing it. That's what you want. If you live the lifestyle, That's you real, need to be man. drinking beer and be out of shape and be listening to the loudest possible punk rock with just fucking tattoos oh. all over. Well, I'll be That's... I'll be drinking beer, but I'll be fucking ripped and tanned and like listening to Bruce Springsteen or something. Hey, I get to go to Bruce Springsteen in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> like the you know, boss. I know. You're going to see the boss. Yeah, it's like a private fucking show, man. Like an intimate private show, and we got like we got we we're in with like the uh, the whoever like put on south by southwest yeah so we have like all the inside tickets to this stuff are you promoting like, a product or service um we're going to be doing some promotional stuff for for our company intergalactic oh. we've, we've re- recently changed the name it's oh it was called big green but but we're now called intergalactic it's a way better name than Big Green. It's really good. We we own intergalactic.com. Oh, really? Holy shit. Yeah. 
there's there's not much on it right now. I think there's just like a placeholder image, but yeah. My Can I just say awesome. that I still strongly dislike the song Intergalactic by Beastie Boys? Um, I have a lot of memories that <laughs> that song was always on and I didn't enjoy where I was. Hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? I I can't... Intergalactic, 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 boom, oh, boom, yes. boom. Now, don't you tell me to, ah, stick around in the music, ah. <laughs> you, can, you, you can say that you don't like that song. You can, Joey. That you like that song? No, no, I don't. <laughs> I just did say, yep. I have to make it a point you... when I really don't like a song. A flaw in but you system. asked. You asked. Can I say that I don't? I said. Oh, yes. you're right. You can. <laughs> you can say that, Joey. Yeah. Thank you. I just did. Yeah. Is there any song that you strongly dislike? That I strongly dislike. Yeah. Um. Oh, there's this fucking song on the radio, and the only reason I know it is because, like, I got a. The only one of the only times I hear like radio songs. Oh, is when I first wake up, like the the alarm that we have. No, like, oh, just the radio. do it on your. Just use your phone. Yeah, it's. I need to do something about that. It's a horrible way to wake up, but it's a horrible thing to wake up and hear. Uh, this is we. I just met you, and this is crazy. But here's my number, so call me maybe. To fucking wake up and hear that, and to have that those those lyrics got into my brain and I can sing them that's sad that I feel so bad about myself that I can sing that stupid song you know what song I'm have you heard this song no and I'm so glad that I haven't but I have to I have like um uh, I have to hold myself back when the television's on or when I'm at a place with the radio I get um I can't block it out anymore. There's so much bad, uh, unhealthy television and music that I, if I could, I would make the choice to just never hear it again. But sometimes I have to be in situations. And um, there's a lot of songs like that one that I hear and it it hurts me. Like it hurts my everything. Yep. It's not good for you. Give me everything tonight. Give me everything tonight. How everything turned into a bad techno song, too. Like, how techno was a joke. And now everything sounds like a bad techno song. I I just I don't understand. There's people and their job is to choose music that they're going to play on this radio. And the music that they choose to play is just so fucking stupid. No, they, but isn't it... They isn't play it, like, it Mc- over and over. I don't understand. No, 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 but isn't it like... um, Like a... It's just a system? Like, it's just a system where the same stuff gets pumped through and... Uh, yeah, it is a system. But there's people who are choosing this shit. There's people that are like... They listen to these songs and they're like... Yeah, this is good. Let's let's play this like fifty times a day on the radio. No, like but there's some like a stupid song. I don't know a lot about radio, but isn't there a structure to it? Like, isn't the whole thing broken anyway from the beginning? The whole like you, 
there's no way you could play a, a good a good song through the structure. I guess yeah, there is there's a system, but it is but there are humans who are running that system. There's there's human. I'm getting um, I'm hearing my echo or something. Your echo? Oh. But there there's human beings that are making those decisions. Like there are people in boardrooms that are listening to these songs and saying, okay, we'll play this one on the radio. I mean, there is there's a there's the decision is coming from somewhere. It's just so stupid. Like, we're going to play this Wide Mouth Mason song like 50 times. Like, are they trying to just torture us? Are they trying to put just shit into the world? I don't There's get people- it. <laughs> uh, are there it- people that are enjoying this? Well, that We Are All Weird thing, the book, is about how Matt, like, the factory system, and mass is dying off and little subsections of weird like before if there was a graph and there was a middle point that went really high and then the outer edges were weird and weird were really low on the graph and mass the middle part was really fucking high like the top 40 music is the mass right at the peak and then there's all these weird radio stations on the edges but the book is all about how the middle is going to go is keeps going down until it's just going to be one straight line of weird like a long line of weird with so many micro things like that uh, is really where it's going yeah and oh that is so exciting i've never i've never heard it like articulated like that but that's very true yeah that's what's and, uh, happening with with the internet and like the the more choice it's like people are choosing for themselves yeah there's less of a middle zone there's less of a watered down the Go more on. intelligent these weird subsections get and the more they create things like podcasts and videos and media outlets and things like that and the more they find each other and kind of link up and create webs between each other that aren't like you know all of the weird if that makes any sense, like more clusters of weird. Yep. Like Joe Rogan experience is a really good example of it. That's like a media outlet pretty much. Yeah. And that the more the traditional structures, the mass, the peak or whatever, that's why I say that like all these traditional old fashioned structures, once the foundations on the bot, like once shit starts to break down, the mid- it's going to fall even faster. And more, once more people become intelligent that they can just, uh, listen to really great sources and see great stuff outside of the old ones. Yeah, uh, people don't need they, to rely on that shit anymore. No, you don't at they can all. Choose for themselves. Like no. the whole idea of celebrity too, I think is gonna be uh, is definitely gonna fade dying. over the years. Yep, because it is. It's a it's a fake thing that like stupid people believe in it it's like the king and the queen it, they're yeah. just people like to believe that these people are more important than a normal person that yeah. really is a form of ignorance what well, keeps us it's stupid, not the truth sure. yeah it definitely keeps us stupid what what was oh such a good analogy that or such a good thought that i heard was um like if you think back to to our parents and <clears throat> life in the 50s 60s when you got out of school like what did you what did you listen to or what did you read or like for most people like they just they read the newspaper or oh, they yeah. they listened to the news yeah. 
they listen to like Walter Cronkite like tell them what is going on in the world and tell them what they should be valuing and they're reading stupid articles in the newspaper like yeah. oh what a horrible world oh god and now it's so good it's like okay well what are you interested in what what do you want to consume for media or like yeah what topics are you interested in okay go find like as much of that as possible on the internet because yep. there's lots available and if there isn't something available you're, or you don't like what's out there fucking make some stuff of your own yes. and then and then go from there like yep. that's the way it should be yeah everyone and, contributes and everyone every, gets every you, can, you create and you consume every, and you create more and everyone every, everyone adds to it every song that you download from iTunes uh or movie that you rent on Netflix or or recommendation that you make it's like a vote against yep. the the mass the peak mass and uh it helps the subsection of the weird movies are a tricky one because uh but the distribution is awesome for that now i don't know like, how uh, what is because movies yeah that's something that i still struggle with like finding um good movies like is there what media outlets do you use to discover new like good movies that are coming out i use a uh, um Metacritic and uh, Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen any really good movies lately? Yeah, I've seen too many. If you good just one. go to, uh, uh, if you just go to the blo- my blog, I'll, if you just go hard. back, back through that, I'll list any of the ones that I really liked. But, Your blog um, is awesome. <laughs> Had a lot you. of really good experiences, just like. I don't I don't check it that often, but like once in a while I'll go to it and then just like so much good shit and it's yeah, it's amazing. Thank you. I, I let it's just a place to put stuff. Everyone should have a place to put stuff. It's just a yep. reference. Yep. Everyone go check out joeymcgarry.com. <laughs> That's so, so awesome. Joeymcgarry.com. Yeah, I got I got the URL. I awesome. got it. Um, awesome. Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic are great because they average out all of the reviews. Sometimes they'll be like, you know, a hundred reviews for a movie, and if it gets like a eighty-something percent average, and it's not something that you've heard of, then I usually I go with like the averaging rating system. Or there's directors that I really like, and I'll just always watch everything that comes out by them. Yeah. Um, or there is I'm not like a huge cinephile movie nerd like constantly scouring websites. I really like year end lists. Uh, I'll look up like um you know top 2010, top 2011 and and if there's stuff that I haven't seen that's really high, I'm a list person. That's how I find like all of my music and all of my movies. I like yeah. I really like connecting the dots. I'll always say like, "Oh, well, I fucking love these five movies and i haven't seen these other five movies yeah so i should watch these five movies it's all about connecting the dots yeah and the system of averaging reviews out is really it's an intelligent way of cleaning out the shit totally but sometimes a movie like freddy got fingered which would have get you know like have an average of like 12 percent some of those some of those movies with like a really low average can be amazing (laughs) yeah it's true man (laughs) freddy got fingered is such a good movie. Um, 
um, yeah, we're going to have to uh, – this has been really fun, a really yeah. good conversation. Um, one more thing that I really wanted to talk to you about was uh, um, I really, really loved Drive, and you oh, did yeah. too. I know you did too. Um, did you listen to the the Rogan podcast where they were just ripping it apart? Like saying no. it was – there's a oh, – I forget which one, but him and – they spent like maybe eight, ten minutes talking about how much they fucking hated Drive and how it was the worst movie. I was just laughing so hard because I, I loved that movie. Yeah, and it, he it was hate- interesting. He's not really into like like independent or like interest different kinds of. No, movies. no. He really likes he wants his, to be like, entertained. Sci-fi, like he wants werewolves and aliens and people getting murdered and. Um, but yeah, it was really funny to, to listen to them just ripping and they just hated the music and they hated how Ryan Gosling like didn't say anything. And they're like, yeah, they were just trying to portray a cool guy because they don't know they've never met a cool guy. Oh, Oh, I have a toothpick. Oh man. Ryan Gosling's character was incredible. He had such a, a rich history of a dark fucking life on his face yeah and, and like he said so much without saying anything yeah it was like an amazing performance and the way it was put together it it felt like a, a like a music video it felt like just it i don't know it just made you feel such weird things the way the yep. music was put to yep. it and yeah and ryan gosling is just fucking dead sexy yeah People have to be very careful on uh, on how they uh, if they have an experience like that, it might be something to do with their attention span or their ability attention to because uh, yeah. sound and visuals like movies are a language and and if you only know it as entertainment, you have to be careful because um, y- you might have one of those movies experiences that change. And you might go back and be like, oh, I thought that movie was so fucking boring, but now I understand. Like, uh, I guess to each their own, but it's really up to the viewer on on having a powerful experience. Especially yeah. the way a movie like Drive could be marketed and the what people are expecting from it. Um, it's That's a problem, too. Expectations. People's expectations going And expecta- expectations of movies in general, too. Like I think super they're, dangerous. They're a lot. They're older. They're like in their forties, and I think that is a, a sort of. I think people of mo- generally of of that demographic expect something different from a movie. It's like they yeah. think of a movie experience should be this this thing, and if it's not that thing, then they interpret it as being really bad. Yeah. When in fact, it's just like a different kind of movie. It's not yeah. bad. It's just it's a different experience. Formulas are dangerous. Yeah. Very dangerous. Yeah. Fuck formulas. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> fuck. Wait. Fuck let me look it up. Let me just quickly look this up. Form. Formula. Yeah. Well, you know how I'm using formulas. <laughs> are you t- googling formula? Well, I looked it up in I looked it up in the dictionary, and uh, formula I always think of as like mathematical, like pulling all the right strings, or something like that. 
Yeah, formula. <clears throat> it implies that there is a a right answer. That's black and white. Oh and yeah, because were... there is there is black and white answers for certain things. Yeah. Two plus two, you get four. That is that's an answer. But when it, when you're talking about a movie or a conversation or a podcast or a song or a drawing or skating, there's a, if if you believe in a formula, then you are ignorant to the fact that there is no formula. It doesn't Whoa. exist. You're creating a formula and you're placing an importance on it and it doesn't even exist you're just in, you're just imagining that there's a right way to do it yeah but that's not that's not the truth we learned a bunch of formulas growing up and then we had to figure out a way to think about not formulas on our own yeah it really helped gaining learning your creativity back jesus yeah what a long haul that was after mm. school unlearn a lot of shit. Have yeah. To constantly unlearn. We're we're wired to to learn shit that is detrimental to what we do. So we have to we have to unlearn it. So hey, there's Shane, we ourselves. Shane Coburn again. Did he say it? what did he say? <laughs> What's unlearn. He used unlearn. Unlearn. It's important. Well, <laughs> Let's get Shane Coburn on a podcast. I have to yeah, pee so bad. Idea. All right, dude. This is this was awesome. I'm so, I'm okay, so excited yeah. on this software, and uh, have fun filming. Yeah, keep it. And real. Uh, I'll put that article up too if you I have will. time this weekend. Put it up. Yeah, I'll I'll scour through and see if there's anything else that I want to put up. I think that's a good good idea. Okay, cool. And I'll put uh, this yeah too. Thank you, Todd, and thank you anybody who made it to this point listening. Awesome. Thank you, Joey. And thanks to the listener for playing your part in yeah. in finding us, extracting the information, and yeah. deciding to play it and deciding to put us into your brain. That's it's a two-way street. It is. Speaking and listening. There's a responsibility. Yep. Create and consume and then create again. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. All right, Tear, buddy. And destroy some structures and some uh, old-fashioned things while you're at it. Yeah, and fuck formulas. <laughs> fuck them. Stop. Okay, peace. Right. See you, buddy. I said peace. Oh. Oh. <laughs>